how to behave ourselves on the story. But y'all know what we thinking right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little extra energy. I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. I think it is. Tell them to go sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking. <laughs> T-G-I-M. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Claudia Jordan, and I am back with a brand new, fresh episode of TGIF. Now, we are here to spill the tea and break down some of the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready for this hot tea. I see y'all in the chat already. Wishful thinking, talking about we're going to get to 3,000 tonight, and I believe y'all. All All right, y'all. So please welcome my co-host, brand strategist, Al Reynolds. Hey, Al. Hey, what's going on, Claudia? Happy Friday. (laughs) Al got his titties out tonight. He said, no, that ain't going to be the only one. Yeah. <laughs> gentleman callers on the line. It's the gentleman caller on the line. <laughs> and please welcome multimedia personality and talk show host, Funky Dineva. I need to clear up one thing, Claudia. I looked in the uh, comments from our last show, and they was like, ooh, Funky new teeth look good. I don't have new teeth, y'all. I gained a little weight in the face. Dr. Heavenly gave me two implants. I... I I was broke down and missing side teeth, okay? She gave me two side teeth, but these is my original teeth and my God-given smile. I just needed to say that because y'all was making me feel feel away. Okay. I, I, I didn't see those comments. So I didn't know you had missing side teeth. Oh, girl, yeah, girl. girl, girl I was looking like a crackhead. I had two. I had, why people side teeth go bad? I have so bad. It's neglect. Like that's a <laughs> They think they can get away with that and don't have a Gucci backpack and a missing side tooth because that is just not right. Like I'm mind, I had, mind you, I had all of that. And mind you, I'm on sister circle on camera trying to smile like this. <laughs> People with side teeth, they can't, they, they got they can't express the joy like they want to. Excuse me. The cat is just yeah. doing too much. All right, what's everybody drinking? Are we drinking tonight or is it another dry show? What are we doing? I'm I'm doing a natural high tonight. So I'm doing Red Bull mixed with cranberry juice. Okay. Wow, look at you, Al. You drinking or not? No, I'm drinking water. I don't have anything in this house. <laughs> and I'm drinking this from the refrigerator. I don't have juice. I don't have water. I don't have bacon. I don't have anything in this house. It's really sad. What's going on, Al? No food, no girl. What's going on with that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I just, I got to get to the grocery store this week. I've just been busy. Did Wells Fargo do you like Wendy Williams? They don't like the account? No, after they started, after they were cheating people out of their monies, I never did business with Wells Fargo again. Remember that bank debacle with the mortgages and stuff? I was part of that lawsuit because I had a, a house with a Wells Fargo loan and right. it was a Would you get $17? I lost a half million dollar house that was seven hundred thousand at the end, and I guess what? my check was three hundred thirty three dollars. <laughs> <laughs> the lawyers they won, but they the homeowners win in those we got. I'm drinking water myself because I've been uh, in Aruba in Atlanta. We've been drinking way too much. Last night I was out with Jess Hilarious and her dude, and we had a good time. We're all gonna be on couples retreat coming up soon. And uh that the young people they can really drink. So uh, I, is, that, is that what you were in Atlanta for? Y'all had a premiere or something or uh, green screen because the show's okay. about to come out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Nice. When is the premiere? Uh I don't know. They they're gonna give us the official date in a couple weeks. So but real quick, I did ask a uh, 
for permission to, to do this. I have a play coming to Shreveport, Louisiana with Christian Keys, Willie Taylor from Day 26, Pooch Hall from The Game, and a bunch of talented actors. We had to move the date for COVID. Shreveport, Louisiana at the Strand Theater, March 19th. Please go to thestrandtheater.com. Get those tickets because uh, I got to pay the back end to all the talent because um, this was my idea this time. So anyways, I need y'all to support that play. All right, y'all, let's get into some topics. We got a lot of stuff to cover tonight. The chat is off the chain right now. Get us a 3,000, all right? Uh, we got to get into the story first. Former Brooklyn Center police officer, who I cannot stand, Kim Potter, was sentenced to 24 months and a fine of $1,000 following her conviction in the death of Dante Wright, the 20-year-old Black man who was fatally shot during a traffic stop. Now, Potter will serve 16 months. She only required to do two-thirds of that sentence. Uh, she'll be in prison. And the remaining eight months on supervised release, which is a sentence far below what the prosecution sought, uh, Judge Regina Chu acknowledged the sentence was a significant downward departure from sentencing guidelines. We thought on the low end she'd get, he'd get six, uh, she'd get six years. Uh, are y'all surprised by this, Al? I need to hear your thoughts on this. What do you think about this? You know, this is, I agree 100% with the mother of the victim who said that the system re-murdered her son again on the day of that sentencing. There are people that have that are in prison longer for selling marijuana than she is for killing and taking the life of someone. It just is so weird to me because it seems like in one instance we're getting justice, you know, the George Floyd, the Maude Aubrey, the Jordan Davis, only for us to wake up today and find out that we're taking two steps back instead of the two steps forward that we were doing before. I, I, this just reeks of just miscarriage of justice. Judge Chu, screw you. Yeah, I feel you on that. Q, what are your thoughts on this case? You know, I think what we're experiencing right now is white lash. <clears throat> um, white folks have been mad since Barack Obama was voted in office. And I think at this point, they just like, y'all Negroes are making too much noise. Y'all are shaking the table and we're going to put y'all in y'all place. And I think that, that that's what a lot of these sentencings and things that we see going on. I think that's what a lot of it is, because this just doesn't make sense. What really doesn't make sense is, okay, you have, they have these laws in place and they have these minimum sentences, gui sentencing guidelines. Okay, for this type of crime, manslaughter, it's between six years to 10 years. So even at the low end, she could have been within the realm of what's normal and get Judge Chu and said, all right, on the low end, six years. But she went above and beyond to knock this sentence down as low as she could possibly get and gave us this whole whack-ass speech, had the audacity during Black History Month to quote Barack Obama to make us feel some kind of way, like, oh, Barack did say, have empathy for fellow people. Why is the empathy for the white police officer, but none for Dante Wright with his, you know, a young dad? I agree. And the family. And let me tell you something. I, I, you know, when I went to Florida State University and got my degree in economics, them people ain't teach me nothing about legal. But when you kill somebody, the minimum should be 10. I don't give a damn if you accidentally killed a bitch. Go think about it for 10 years. Like the minimum should be 10. And, and what do y'all think about real quick before we move on? The, the bitch, uh, Kim Potter, right? The, the, the tears in the courtroom. Okay, we saw those. But where were those tears when she had a mugshot? Did y'all see her mugshot? That arrogant mugshot where she's smiling ear to ear in her mugshot? That's her mugshot. That's not someone that's sad or feels bad about what she did. She was smiling because she knew what was going to happen. She knew this was going to happen. 
She got two years. You know what? I would be surprised to know after them two years, can she go back to work? Oh, no. She's just a felon. Oh, oh, she's she a felon. Okay. Yeah, she got charged with first degree murder. I don't, okay. you know, a cop can't, you can't be on the police force and, and have a felon, a felony. She'll probably run for some kind of office the way these people are going and, they, and they'll <laughs> celebrate her. All right, y'all. I'm so sick of this heifer. Anyways, moving on. Danny Lee's brother. Den- Is it Danny Lay or Danny Lee? I think it's Lee. It's Brandon B. Oh, oh sorry. But Dan, Dan, okay, Danny Lee's brother, Brandon Bills, is suing the baby after being attacked at a bowling alley. According to TMZ, Brandon claims he walked by the baby in the bowling alley before he was attacked, which has left him with severe injury and pain. Now, Brandon is suing for assault, battery, emotional distress, and negligence. The baby claims it was self-defense. What are your thoughts on this lawsuit? You know, Claudia, I'm not feeling this, right? Like, uh, the, what's the brother name? Brandon? Brandon. Brandon Bill. Brandon could have stayed his ass home, right? Like, you can't leave your house to go confront somebody, a.k.a. start trouble, and then sue. Now, don't get me wrong. He, he's a, the, the baby's a celebrity, so when you get hit by a celebrity, I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to sue to try to get you a quick million dollars, but I'm just not feeling this. You can't get up out your bed and go confront somebody, and then when you get your ass beat, want to sue them when you could have just stayed home. Al, what do you think about this? Mm, I disagree with that. I just, I mean, I disagree completely. Like, I mean, it happens. You know, I, like I said, I, I, I'm standing up for Brandon because he stood up for his sister. I've come from a large family. Like I said last week, if you mess with one of us, you mess with us all. Uh, to me, it's shame on the baby, in my opinion, for him and his people jumping that young man like that. And I don't know, is it me or not? But the baby's music just doesn't sound the same the more I get to know about this young man. And I, I'm, I'm just not in support of him. I'm, I'm just not. I think he walks around with this arrogance that he feels like that he can treat people bad and say anything that he wants without any um, type of, of consequences. And this is this consequence he needs to face because he should not have stomped that young man and he should not have jumped him. Now, if the two of them want to take it outside and fight it off with the two of them, I think that's more than more than fine. But how he handled this is disgusting. People are using Brandon's words against him because he did make a video saying when he sees the baby, it's on site. So people saying that was a a legit threat. But then Brandon's saying that, listen, I just went up to him to talk to him and then I got jumped. So I don't know. I'm jumping is whack to me. I think that's a sign of a coward. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who's not a coward has been very brave. Is that Monique? Monique appeared on Turned Out with T.S. Madison this week and said Tyler Perry reached out to her through a mutual friend and agreed to a sit down, but only if she apologized. Now, if you've been living under a rock, Monique claims Tyler Perry and Oprah Winfrey blackballed her in the industry. What are your thoughts on this new development? Al, what do you think about this? Hey, hey first of all, let me shout out T.S. Madison for that huge interview. Come, Come on, on, Maddie. Come on, Come on, we Maddie. see you, see? <laughs> That was a good interview. And the way she was entrenched in that interview and and, and the way that she had Monique open up and be honest, I really was here for it. So congratulations, T.S. Madison, for doing a great job over there. It turned out as it relates to Monique, I'm going to tell you one thing. All right. You can say what you want to about Monique. You can say what you want to about the rumors of her husband being difficult and and him swaying or turning her career sour. Whatever you want to say, something you can't say is that Monique has not been consistent about her story. Her story has never changed. 
She has been telling this whole story ever since it's happened, which is now what going on? A decade, a decade, right? Yeah. So, you know, I, I always salute Monique in standing in her truth in that position. So uh, as it relates to, do I think that Tyler Perry and Oprah Winfrey probably did some form of blackballing? Absolutely. Absolutely. If they, they probably just in their influence and in sharing their experience with her and her management team, people were like, okay, maybe I'm not so interested. Q, what do you think? Claudia, Al, and Soulmates, you know, I, I'm really torn on this issue, right? Because on one token, if you not, if you don't support Monique, you get jumped by the everybody hates Black women crowd, right? And then the other part of me is like, I get that this happened. And I get that she needs to get it off her chest. But what is the end game? Because in my opinion, it feels like she's stuck. You know right. what I'm saying? And granted, I know she wants an apology, but the apology may never come. So now what? You know what I'm saying? I, I just want Monique to figure out a way to find her footing and move on from this. Right. About a year ago, I had Monique on Out Loud here on Fox Soul, and she said that she wanted to sit down and, and tell her truth. And she had this audio. We couldn't play it. Um. And it was a really good interview. She said a lot of the things that she said on, on T.S. Madison's show. I get a call after this and I, it was from Tyler Perry. And then he told me his side of the story. And they both have some things to say about this. And I just wish that they would sit down with each other. I, I really do. I, I, I really do. Um, he says he didn't blacklist her, blackballer. He said he had a project for her afterwards. And then you also have to listen to Monique's story because she has her truth. She has her story and we don't know. Mm -hmm. And I, again, yeah, Monique's story has never changed. It has always been the same. And honestly, um, Monique should have the career of a Viola Davis. Right. Like how, that's what I was going to say, Claudia. How did you go from winning an Oscar in 2008, right? It was 2008, 2009, somewhere in there to not working again. Well, see, that, that, that's my point. And okay. that's why I'm like, for me, you've got to clearly define what you want. Do you want vengeance or do you want to work? Because you can't have both. This situation mm -hmm. has taught us that she can't have both. Mm -hmm. So if you want to work, then mama, you got to forego this battle. You got to let this go. It's no secret in this business. You got to work with people that you don't, you're not on the best of terms with. And, you know, it may be a moral... Uh, it make you feel better to get your apology, but I don't know if that's going to help. Um, I think my advice, Monique, Monique, you're an amazing actress. Next gig you get, do it. Be the most easy to work with person they've ever seen in their life and go murder that role because you should be back on television. All right, before we take a break, let's take a look at this Black History Moment sponsored by Nissan. Celebrating Black history makers who have broken barriers and created a path for change. Trailblazing this path all the way to the stars is Jessica Watkins, the first black female astronaut selected to be a part of NASA's International Space Station. What a dream is, is just putting one foot in front of the other on a daily basis. Jessica will be the first black female astronaut to live in space for six months. Shooting into the sky before Jessica was Mae Jemison, the first black female astronaut to launch into space, spending 100 in 90 hours in orbit. 
Being selected for the NASA SpaceX Crew 4 mission, Jessica is a step closer to NASA's plan of putting a woman of color on the moon by 2024. Jessica's cosmic mission will surely inspire future generations of space cadets who dream of reaching the stars. Honoring Black History Month on TGIF, presented by Nissan. Choose Nissan today for great offers on our most exciting lineup ever. Shop NissanUSA.com. Fellas, are you excited to see Black women women go into space this year? I'm super excited. And Jessica, I need you to earmark me an apartment on uh, whatever planet you're going to go to because Earth is ghetto and rent in Miami is high. <laughs> that so you, think, you think rent <laughs> on the moon is going to be cheap? <laughs> well, it's a lot of free space. You know what I'm saying? I think if we get in early... Boy, cut it out. Crazy. Crazy. You, you know how much it costs to even just get a, a, a plane ride to the moon? <laughs> you know, I mean, I, like I said, shared before, it's incredible to watch this very young woman uh, who's only 33, African-American female, um, who, was a, who was an athlete student, uh, an academically uh, smart student athlete. Sorry, that's the word I was looking for. She was also a head coach of the basketball team, assistant coach. So, you know, this woman is just killing it across the board and congratulations. And I couldn't be prouder for her during Black History Month. I love it. We get to see Black female pilots and astronauts and all kinds of inspirational Black women during our month. And we're going to keep this going throughout the year. It's not just going to be for February here on Fox Soul. I promise you that. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back with more show after this. Welcome back to TJF and Soulmates, all 2378 of you in the chat. Let's get us a 3,000 tonight. We I, we did it before, right? We were close. Yep. Real yeah, close. We did before, and, then, and then we had a glitch, like the power went out or something, remember? Yep. Yeah, they was hating on us. Okay. All right, y'all. In the wake of our frozen bank accounts, declining health speculations, and a long-term break from her talk show, reports suggest that Wendy Williams is taking refuge in the arms of someone who's been there for her. Allegedly cheating ex-husband Kevin Hunter. A report from Radar Online stated Kevin is back in her life again out of necessity. He might not have treated her right in the past, but when he was in her life, none of this crazy stuff happened. He would never have allowed her bank to freeze and her assets would have and he would have made sure Wendy went to work each and every day. What are y'all's thoughts on this possible reconciliation? What do y'all think? Yeah, he would have let her bank account froze because he was too busy giving her damn money to Sharina. Let me tell y'all something. I must have a heart of cold, but I don't ever want to be. Listen, God, hear me. Don't you send nobody in my life that I fall in love with that much that when I'm not around them, my whole life fall apart. I don't want it. I don't want to feel it. I don't want to know no love like that. Um, But if it works for her, I mean, listen. She been being sister-wise with Sharina and Kevin, and if it ain't broke, don't break it. So if that makes her whole going back to her old position, have at it. Okay. Al? You know, and my I, I feel like this. I feel like um, Wendy Williams and Kevin were together for 21 years and they intertwined business and pleasure. So he was married to her, but he also took care of her 100% as her manager, working out her business deals and everything. So now that everything is upside down and inside out, where else and who else can she reach out to that she actually trusts? That's 21 years of her life, 21 years of her 
being messy. 21 years of her building her um, empire was done with him. And they have a kid together. He's going to always be in her life. Little Kevin is going to get married. He's going to have babies. He's going to have graduations and birthday parties and all types of stuff. And the two of them are going to be in the same room with each other. I think it's a it's a very mature thing for Kevin to be doing. And that's stepping in. He's the one that knows the 21 past years of her financial situation. And who else better to know if something is right or if something's wrong as it relates to his ex-wife and her enterprise. Hopefully there's no ulterior motives and it's just out of love for his ex-wife and the mother of his child and not because things money's running low with Sharina. Hopefully it's all about being there for her because at this point, I think Wendy's very fragile and I don't think she can afford any more negativity or bad news or heartbreak in her life. Did y'all see the video of her on the beach with her son this weekend? I did not. I, so I got a question for y'all. How do y'all think Sharina feel or do we care? I don't care. I think Sharina probably cares. She's probably saying, go over there and help her out because her pocket is a little bit deeper than mine. But you know what? One, one, Wendy's money is Kevin's money. Kevin's money was Wendy's money. So maybe both of their accounts got frozen and, and maybe he's helping her out. Possibly. Mm. Well, there's a video when we get done, uh, look, at, look it up. She was on the beach and her son was recording her and she was walking. She looked a lot healthier and a lot better space than I thought she would be in so you know from the reports you think she's just like dementia not making any sense but she looked better than i thought she looked on the beach you know what i honestly don't believe any of that stuff with wendy i don't believe wendy got one foot in the grave i don't believe wendy got dementia and i don't believe wendy money locked up either i don't believe none of that um here's the thing that's baffling me with wendy wendy is the queen of shock media she knows what the blogs and what the tabloids will pick up and what they won't. I'm not understanding why she won't just do a 30 second Instagram video saying, Hey y'all, I'm in Palm beach with my dad having dinner. See you soon. Like, why is she just letting this stuff linger? It's almost as if she's getting something out of it. Well, you know, there's a lot of um, attention and getting sympathy. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, a lot of people do it. They just let it ride for a little bit and then, you know, a break from the negativity. Wendy, come back to Fox Soul and give us something. We'll have you on. And we'll talk you, about it. So, I guess the lesson here is if you ain't got no man, be an invalid. <laughs> I mean, oh, an invalid. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin J. Harrell in the chat says if she takes that man back, she's a bigger fool than I thought. Well, she a fool. Yeah, we've seen him do worse. I mean, better, but worse. Shit. Yeah. She better lock her money up, though, hide her card. I agree. Moving on, Shakari Richardson is calling out the Olympics for racial discrimination after 15-year-old Russian figure skater Camilla Valivia Valivia was uh, cleared to compete following her positive drug test. Richardson tweeted, can we get a solid answer on the difference of her situation and mine's? Mine. My mother also, uh, my mother died and I can't run. And I was also the place in the top three. The only difference I see is I'm a black young lady. Now, the Russian figure skater claims her failed drug test was due to her grandfather's heart medication, which somehow made it into her system. I don't know if y'all heard the stories. First, it was I accidentally took his pills. Then it was I drank out of my grandpa's cup. I don't know who puts their pills in their cup like that. All kinds of excuses. She still ended up in fourth place. What are y'all's thoughts on this story? Now, 
I think Shakira needs to keep her 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 her, her name out of this story number one there are two different circumstances we also understand that the young lady is a minor which makes her uh the doping rules are different they they evaluated this on overnight the committee sat together for hours on end to come up with the conclusion to make sure that they crossed every t and dotted every i in addition i just feel like shakira you need to focus on getting back on top of your race game, sweetheart. And the last person that you want to pick a fight with is the Olympics. I mean, I just don't feel like that's a good idea if you plan on being, you know, the number one track star in the world. Okay. Um, Funky, what do you think? So I don't know the nuance of all the laws and the regulations, um, but based on what Al said, her being a minor and the rules being different for minors versus adults is not enough for me. It's just not enough for me. Um, optically, the Olympics have a problem, right? And, and granted, the details, the devil is in the details. And there may be some petty details that make this situation different and permissible, perhaps. Um, but this just looks bad, especially considering the fact that weed, by no stretch of the imagination, is a performance enhancer. If anything, it slows you down. Um, so I find this odd. And then miss me. Stop playing on my intelligence. Like Claudia said, with this in the cup and take the granddaddy medicine and, and all this type of BS. Miss me with all that. I think Shakari's going to get criticism because of her image, right? Right. Um, what, no matter what you say, people are going to come for her. She is a, a young black girl and people love to, you know, trash people like her, but I, I think she's got a point. Yeah. The girl's 15, but let's be very clear. Russia is notorious with steroids and cheating when it comes to sports. They, the government pushes it allegedly. They are all for it. They don't look down upon it. Like how she, you know, Shikari was quickly uh, disciplined here. Right. And uh, it's kind of like, you know, in Russia, they knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the medication that she took helped her with her recovery time. It helped her with her heart. And so we're going to have it where a 15-year-old could take drugs because she's a minor, but an adult cannot. And again, the drugs that she took, you can make an argument. They, they helped her, her, her um, performance, where Shikari was on that weed. That actually is the opposite of helping you. I will say this. I used to be in the track circles. And the laws of the, the, the things you can and cannot take, yo, you can have a poppy seed bagel and get a positive test. You can be late and miss a testing and get a positive test. So the fact that this Russian girl had three different pills and, and system, things in her system, get out of here, y'all. Yeah. She was trying it. She got caught. And the Russians already had their alibi set up with this, all, but it wasn't a good one. Mm. I don't know. I'm, I'm rocking with Shikari. Although she shouldn't be smoking weed during the season because she knows the rules. All right, y'all. Um, I guess we're going to take another oh, one more comment. The Rashad said a failed drug test is a failed drug test. Let's get some universal rules in place. I think that's a fair thing to say. I, I agree. Mm -hmm. I, I agree. I, 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 to his point, when she failed, I don't know what the negotiations were. The deliberation was about you had drugs in your system. Yeah. Well, different folks, different rules for different folks. I mean, we, we've seen that across the board this week. All right, y'all. Great, great thoughts. Great comments. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back, back with more after this. Welcome back to TGIF. I see y'all in the comments, 2628. Let me read some comments from y'all. Uh, Beyond Me says she's insecure. That's why she lost the race. Bad attitude. I guess it's talking about Shikari. 
Uh, Nin Nija Carter says, I know some people who smoke to get up and clean, so it doesn't slow everybody. Plus, it depends on the grade of bud. Okay. What's her uh, name? Manisha. Nija Carter. Nija. Nija, you probably know about it. Hey, Nija Carter, girl. And King RL says, y'all have to speak correct facts, though. Olympics Commission didn't disqualify Shikari. The U.S. Commission did. Okay. All right, my bad. Okay. Uh, and Ebony X agrees with you. Funky said, karma is a B. She didn't even meddle. That, right. Y'all didn't catch it on the break. Me, Claudia, and Al were laughing. We were saying, child, we need to just let this go because the bitch lost anyway. I mean, <laughs> like, so she was doping and lost anyway. So, <laughs> child, let it go. Mm. Speaking of losing, it's been reported that R. Kelly is gearing up to go before a judge to appeal his abuse allegations. According to a report by the Chicago Tribune, R. Kelly hired Jennifer Bonjean, the attorney who represented Bill Cosby. Well, that's not saying something. What are your thoughts on this new update? Al, what do you think about this? Is this going to give some new life to his case? I don't think so. I, you know, honestly, I feel like that this is a waste of taxpayers' dollars. It's, I want, well, if this is Fed dollars. This is state dollars. This is county dollars and city dollars. I just feel like he's wasting all of our hard earning tax dollars going to court and taking up all of that time. Man, just do your time. I mean, it's quite clear that you committed the crimes. Just do your time. Other than that, it's just becoming useless um, spending of tax dollars, in my opinion. OK, Q, what are your thoughts? Is this Bill Cosby lawyer going to help, Mark Kelly? Al, can I tell you something? <laughs> that deep V in that sweater make me want you to do me like be a cosplay. She about to choke over there. Lord <laughs> ever. <laughs> Al, what say you? Hey, you, ain't like no to me. you ain't got to put no quaaludes in mine. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to find no lawsuit on you. Uh, anyway, I'm just going up for Mama Bob. Mama had that tail tucked behind her ears. Her chair, her <laughs> big white right woman, lawyer Bob. She say she just finna go. There go. Look at Stiff Well. Stiff Well. <laughs> Mama say she finna go in the court and get some understanding. I want to know who is financing R. Kelly's legal woes because at this point, he don't. So I think he sold off a lot of his music. The other lawyers drained his bank account. Um, who is y'all still doing GoFundMe's in Chicago? Is the Gangster Disciples paying his legal bills? Like, how is R. Kelly financing all of this? And I'm not mad with R. Kelly because when you in jail, you supposed to try to get out. Mm -hmm. But, bro, you ain't going nowhere. Let it go. You know what I find very funny, though, is when I was in Mexico, you, remember, you guys remember when I was in Mexico, I was filming for Mexico. I was on like a little vacation or whatever. I actually met his lawyer that worked on the case when he was in New York, and it was a female. Here he go, Claudia. Here he go. You know he, <laughs> you know, he know everybody. And look, and we had dinner, and we had some very candid conversations. You know, R. Kelly is trying his best to find a female lawyer to get the empathy of the jury because they are looking at it like, well, if, if this woman will represent him, then maybe there is some loophole that we can discover in discovery. I just don't think it's going to work. 
hate when I see women representing people that are accused of rape and child molestation. Like, it, I know that's your job, but it really does something to me. I, like, it really, really bothers me. And then you went and got this. She's a white woman, right? Yeah. Like, I'm just like, get 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 out of here with this cheap attempt to make him seem because he got a female lawyer. We're going to be like, oh, he must be. In- get out of here, Al Kelly. So wait a minute. what do you think about, Claudia, that black female lawyer that is now representing the National Football League against that African-American male uh, head coach that's suing the National Football League? What do you think I'm about that? I'm super disappointed in Loretta Lynch. That was Barack Obama's girl. And right. I feel like I cannot like we we did not know this lady. We didn't know this lady. And, and, and we really went hard for her just on the strength of her being a black female lawyer. Again, she also. Yep. And she's here she on the wrong is. Side of history. She's on the wrong side of history with this one. 100%. And we know, we know, I think, didn't we talk about it in our, on, on our Instagram and our private, and our DMs? We know that the NFL is just a treasure chest full of money. And I've always said, we all got a price. And I am pretty sure that they off, they offered her a number that she just could not turn down because she strikes me as a solid sister that's about her business and about morals and is ethical, they had to give her an offer that she just could not refuse. You know, but when someone like that uses their influence to what I feel like selling out, I don't want her on my Christmas card list anymore. Y'all being so shady in the comments. Like, I want to read the comments, but then I don't. Read them, Claudia. Because y'all gonna put I'm being shady. You know what? All right, I'm being shady. Crooked Smiles 83 says Phaser Parks wasn't available. <laughs> <laughs> All right, leave it alone, Claudia. Leave it alone. Oh, now you want me to leave it alone. <laughs> okay, moving on. A disgraced Louisiana teacher, Cynthia Perkins, has been. <laughs> <laughs> this is the lady that put the cum in the cupcakes. Dixon Jesus. Okay. Now uh, she has uh, pleaded guilty to horrific crimes against children and admitted to serving her students cupcakes that contain sperm from her husband, her ex-husband, who is awaiting his own trial on child sex crimes. First of all, I want to spit here on this. What do y'all think about this sick story? They need to euthanize that bitch. Like, that is nasty. Um, You know, I'm I'm really intrigued by how people's minds can go that far. And I'm even more intrigued with the probability of you walking this planet and finding someone else to mate with whose mind is equally as warped. Mm -hmm. And I think they said something along the lines of she took a plea deal. She was going to be on 130 charges, but they're going to dismiss 64 of them. But the bitch still getting 40 years. And she's, she's uh, what was she, 34 or something along those lines. So she'll be half past dead when she get out. But this is nasty. And I need every black mama that was had kids in that classroom to go up to that school and whoop her ass. <laughs> well, hopefully she's not at that school no more. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, Parker. This is disgusting. It's demonic. It's gross. It's repulsive. It's evil. Um, it's funny how they... In a plea deal, they were both, her and her husband were both uh, facing 78 felony charges, but now she's only facing three with 41 years because she did a plea deal. She's going to sell her husband down the river, who is a lieutenant in the sheriff department in in that town. I just feel like 
that this is the one instance where I strongly believe an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. These people who exercise their sexual deviance on minors in the way that they did, because not only did she put sperm in the cupcakes, they also recruited young kids to do child porn and they did it together. I think both of them should have the, uh, the book thrown at them and they should be put under the jail, actually put them at the maximum prison jail so that the people in that jail can treat them the same way they treated those young kids. What's the recipe called for to make sperm-filled cupcakes? Is it a teaspoon of sperm? Like, how much sperm did she put in this? And what made her do this? And why does she think this is a good idea? And what did you get out of this? Out of it. Right. And the sad part about it is, I know we got to go, she didn't just start doing this. She been doing it. And you know, she got reported on a helpline. They called in and reported her on a helpline. That's how this all was uncovered. It makes me want to throw up. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And... uh... We'll be back with more show after this. No, hold on, Claudia. I think we need to go to Nissan. Okay, before we go, let's take another moment to look at another (laughs) moment in Black history sponsored by Nissan. Celebrating Black history makers who have broken barriers and created a path for change. Trailblazing this path all the way to the stars is Jessica Watkins, the first Black female astronaut selected to be a part of NASA's International Space Station. What a dream is, is just putting one foot in front of the other on a daily basis. Jessica will be the first Black female astronaut to live in space for six months. Shooting into the sky before Jessica was made Jemison, the first black female astronaut to launch into space, spending 190 hours in orbit. Being selected for the NASA SpaceX Crew 4 mission, Jessica is a step closer to NASA's plan of putting a woman of color on the moon by 2024. Jessica's cosmic mission will surely inspire future generations of space cadets who dream of reaching the stars. Honoring Black History Month on TGIF, presented by Nissan. Choose Nissan today for great offers on our most exciting lineup ever. Shop NissanUSA.com. All right, y'all, stop being shady in the chat. Yes, we do need to go to the Nissan moment, and yes, we do need to celebrate Black history and Black excellence, so just rock with us. What they okay. were saying, Claudia, what they were saying. No, we don't need to go to Nissan. They want us to continue talking trash, but no, we have to have these elevated moments in our show. Uh, we can't uh, go from talking about what we were just talking about and then not highlight positive moments in Black history. What do y'all think about this? I know I already asked you once before, but in case people <laughs> missed earlier, what y'all think about this? Do y'all think Jessica going to the moon will give Black people an opportunity to be the colonizers and we, we can go set up a colony first? You know what I'm saying? And like not the first person on the moon. Uh, I know, I know she ain't the first, but she how are you gonna colonize something that you well, it only been like 10 people went. <laughs> so she's she's still in the mix. Like I just want her to go and get the laws and the regulations straight before Elon Musk get up there. <laughs> I would tell you something so else and justice and don't be getting shot down on the moon. You know what? I think we ruined this moment in Black history, so we're going to take a quick commercial break. Okay, Nissan are bad. We appreciate you sponsoring this and for this moment in Black history. Uh, taking a break. We'll be back. Welcome back to TGIF Soulmates. We are at 2,820 in the chat. Yo, 180 to go. We're going to be there. Let's get it. Um, Funky's girl, Hazel Lee, is uh, back in the news. For calling model Winnie Harlow a 101 Dalmatian. (laughs) 
during an argument that had nothing to do with her. Hazel E was going back and forth with a rapper light-skinned Keisha. And when he simply said, Keisha, no, on Instagram, that's when Hazel E responded, look here, 101 Dalmatians. In real life, if Tyra Banks didn't feel sorry for your malnourished ass, no one would know you. Pipe down, salt and pepper. <laughs> was Hazel E out of line for making fun of Winnie's skin condition? Y'all want me to do it to her? <laughs> I, I'm not going to choose violence today. I'm going to let her live. I'm going to let her live. Um, I mean, look at her. She already reaping enough karma. I'm going to let her live. Um, I think it was messed up. Hazel E being a former publicist and a reality TV personality. Um, fame is one hell of a drug and she knows how to grab attention and that's what that was by no stretch of the imagination did Winnie do anything that was offensive or mean or rude or whatever and it definitely did not warrant uh what Hazel did but I did see a snippet of her interview where Hazel and there's one thing that she said that I do agree with now I don't agree with her coming for Winnie but she said everybody comes for her looks so why can't she come for somebody else's looks and I was like well I mean you do look like the bottom of everybody's shoe and they do come for your look. So you do got a point, but I um, Funky, everybody in the chat is, there's not here for this politically correct. <laughs> I'm just reading, listen, they, they like I know, funky. But, 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 but here's the thing, right? I don't ate this girl up like six oh shows God. straight. And then, you know, it's, I'm damned if I do, damned if I don't. Because the other side of that coin is he always talking about black women. He always talking about black. I, I, I just, I ain't in the mood tonight. Well, I got to tell you, Funky, I'm going to disagree with you on the Hazel E thing. First of all, uh, Winnie Harlow is not a nice girl herself. She has been known to not only attack fans, but just people in general. She's been nasty to people. She's been, I mean, I mean, just... Just like Hazel E in, in, a, in an instance. Like, so I, I mean, I think it's fair game. If production can show that picture again, I think it's fair game. If you're going to talk shit and be mean to other people all the time, then be ready for the heat. And Hazel E brought the heat, calling her a, dam, uh, calling her a Dalmatian. Well, all she said was Keisha, no, on this point. Like, she didn't go in on Hazel. And I, right. I've heard that about Winnie as well. I've heard that about Winnie. But um, damn, like, she... She gave more drama to Winnie saying no Keisha than to Keisha. Right. That's what it was was lazy. It was it, the, the read. It was a lazy read. It was intellectually lazy. You know what I'm saying? That that was so lazy to look at Winnie and call her a Dalmatian. I mean, I, I'm I'm a starter. Uh, I'm a, I'm finna start like the Instagram girls start doing some seminars on how to read. And charge to <laughs> be Teach me, teach me. Fucking <laughs> <So I can laughs> read your ass. <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, I'm sure this isn't the last we've heard uh, an old have to report on Hazley. It seems like we've been talking about her a lot lately. She's been in the blogs a lot. All right, y'all. Um, another person in the blogs a lot, Nick Cannon, released a single uh, titled Alone, where he admits that he wants Mariah Carey back, y'all. He sings, if I could have you back, if I could go back to where we started at, as much as I want you back, it's probably better where you're at. Now, the song samples Alone in Love, a track off Mariah's 1990 self-titled debut album. Now, following the release of the song, Carrie posted a photo with her man, uh, Tamaka? Tamaka? Brian Tanaka. 
Tamaka, who she has been with for over five years. She captioned the selfie Valentine's Marathon continues hour 23. What are your thoughts on what seems like Nick is saying that he wants another shot with Mariah Carey? And do you think Mariah Carey's post was a slight shade to Nick's song? Al, what do you think? And do you think they should get back together? Heck no, they don't need to get back together. This whole thing around dropping on Valentine's Day, talking about, you know, he he misses her. I, it just gives me Kanye-ish, Kanye West-ish vibes. He knows that Mariah Carey and mentioning her and doing something like this is going to get peak. It's going to get picked up in the media. It's going to get digital real estate. I'm internet real estate, digital real estate. I mean, you have four children by five women and another one on the way. Where do you have time? I mean, like, I I just I'm just not getting Nick Cannon these days. And I and I find him very talented. And I know that he's a great businessman, but I'm just not getting it. I mean, I think he's all over the place. And and this new talk show is just helping him seem even more all over the place. Q, are you here for Mariah Carey and a Nick Cannon um, reboot? Not at all. And I'm with Al. You took the words right out of my mouth. It's giving a Kanye tea. And Nick Cannon was already corny as all get up to me, but I was it was palatable. But now he's just becoming annoying. Like, I just hate right. when people's antics supersede their talent. And now all we're knowing Nick for is these pranks with Kevin Hart, all these babies, and just all this social media foolishness. And it's, this, in my opinion, is just not becoming of a daytime nationally syndicated talk show host. Like I'm just not used to seeing people in those positions carry on the way Nick carries on on social media. And a mogul, and a mogul. Yeah. I mean, he he is he is a 21st century media mogul. He has what? He has the masked uh, singer. He's got Wildin' Out. He has a huge deal over there at Disney. He has a radio show. He has a talk show. Come on, this is weird. I got to say this, though, he's doing something right because he is a mogul and he's actually been one for quite a long time. So people can call him corny or call him what they want. One thing you cannot take away from him is this guy is successful and he knows how to play the game. I'm going to say that. Not Disney, guys. I meant Nickelodeon. It's all good. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Victoria's Secret and they've got their first model with Down Syndrome. We'll be talking about that when we come back. After this, back to TGIF now, before we went to break, I teased a story, which I'm a little nervous to do and get into because I already know how this is going to go. I already know how this is going to go, but I'm going to do it anyways. Puerto Rican model Sophia Giraud is out here making history. The 24-year-old became the first Victoria's Secret model with Down syndrome. She shared the exciting news on social media. She captioned the post, one day I dreamed of it. I worked for it. And today it's a dream come true. I can finally tell you my big secret. She continued, I am Victoria's Secret's first model with Down syndrome. What are your thoughts on this historic moment? Y'all think she cute? Claudia? What? You think she cute? I'm, I'm just, okay, so, so, so here's my thing, right? I, and we have to tread lightly here. I, I'm, I'm not quite sure what we're celebrating. Like, are we celebrating that she is a beautiful woman that has Down syndrome? Or are we celebrating that she has Down syndrome and became a model? And the reason why I asked that is because on the beauty scale to me, she's, you can find any one of her in any middle school in middle America. So that's why I'm asking. But I do think it's a great thing that they um, 
you know, went out on a limb and hired somebody with a disability to be a model. And, and, we, and we should see more of this. Let's see so what I'll, help, I'll help you out a little bit, Q. <laughs> so she's what is considered a high functioning Down syndrome person. So high functioning Down syndrome individuals actually can do, you know, normal everyday stuff. Right. So I'm assuming that the celebration here is that she has the ability because she's a high function Down syndrome person to be able to model, you know, the intensity of modeling, walking, uh, the, uh, the pose and, and all that stuff. That's what I'm thinking is the celebration here. <clears throat> um, I think that it's always good when someone with a disability can break a barrier. And then I also think, are we also just doing this to be like, oh, we have a model with Down syndrome? Because I remember for a long time in pageants, everybody that was winning for a while had a story or a disability. And I became like, the thing. it felt gimmicky. It felt like, okay, is that what we're doing? Um, I mean, I, I think the people that are best qualified for the job should get it. I think we should get away from just people getting things because of a disability, because of a sexual orientation, because of these other things, and get back to whoever's best for the job. Now, if she's best for the job, and she's photogenic and takes amazing pictures, then she should get it regardless if she has Down syndrome or not. And the story shouldn't be about Down syndrome. The story should be about this girl got the gig because that's a hard gig to get. I don't know. All right, we're going to leave this one alone because no good could come of this. Uh, Black Twitter... Um, we're going to, real quick, users are angry after designer handbag brand Teflar raised their prices. One Twitter user wrote, I blame B, uh, Beyonce. I knew once she wore the wore it, the price tag was going up. Another user said Teflar raising prices. I'm sorry, Telfar raising prices. Look what money make a B do because the whole point was not to do that. Are y'all ready to spend more money to cop these bags? Listen, this is one of those situations where y'all black people, we can't have it both ways. Y'all told us to boycott gucci and all these different people and y'all kept saying if we would just support our own stuff that it could be on the level of gucci were these people trying to be on the level of some of the higher brands and now y'all don't want to pay like you, you can't have it both ways now i mean i agree you know what yesterday's price is not today's price they're arguing over the pricing. Um, you know, his regular bag is still priced the same. He's got a new bag and a new concept, and now he wants $600 for it. Yesterday's price is not today's price. And as an African-American designer doing uh, Black History Month, we should be supporting him. You know, we, we don't have time to get to the game, but I'll just say this. Um, you're right, Q, to piggyback on what you said. We damned if we do. We damned if we don't. You know, and y'all have no problem because I remember when I used to buy Gucci bags at the Beverly Center, I remember getting one for $1,800 and y'all did not complain when they went up to $3,200. Y'all just got it because it makes you look good like you're balling. So if you can do it for the white brands, do it for the black ones. That's right. Okay. All right, y'all. Fun show. Uh, we'll see y'all on the replay tomorrow. Uh, thank you so much for watching us on YouTube. How many did we get in the, in the chat? Uh, oh, we Bye, soulmates. Uh, thank you so much for watching us. Stay tuned for the mix. And let's get to 4,000 viewers tomorrow on the replay. I'll see y'all later. Bye, y'all.